just keep going. Part of part of the journey is the stumbling. You learn so much, and if you're not failing, you're not trying. To be honest, so get yourself out there and try. Because the worst thing that happens is you're where you were, which is at least not backwards. Hey everybody! Thanks for tuning in. My guest today is Lacey Kane. She is the CEO and founder of Wild Joy, which is such a cool startup, and it's it's such a unique concept. That's going to be the first question I ask her. So uh, you're going to have a chance to to hear it from her. What it is that they do? I haven't seen a lot of other companies do anything like it. And she, as an entrepreneur, is such a fierce person. I had the pleasure of uh, being her her peer in a, in a few uh, startup competitions and things of that nature. She really is awesome. So you can find her information at Wild Joy. Joy.com. You can find her on LinkedIn, on TikTok, uh, Wild Joy Experiences. They've got an app coming out, so hopefully by the time uh, we launch this episode, it'll be out. I'm not sure what the actual launch date is, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in the future for for Wild Joy and for Lacey, and um, I'm really excited to tell you guys about it on this episode. How exhausted do you get just tracking across the entire state of Arizona every day? <laughs> <laughs> to say, uh, I'm I'm like. It's whatever. I think I've been doing this now for a year and a half, like hardcore. And I think I'm finally hitting the point where I am like really chronically tired. Um, I don't think I've taken a day <laughs> off in a while. Like, I really don't know. Uh, but tomorrow I'm waking up on horseback riding, then going on two different hikes um, and then ATVing. So to say that life is epic, it's, it's epic. So I'm very grateful. Um, and I feel like you've created a business that just allows you to live such an awesome life. And that's, that's, Am I right? That's like literally why I like everything about Wildjoy is what I already lived before this. Like Wildjoy to me is everyone when you're going out of your way to do something that makes you feel alive, that's what you're doing. Like you're finding your wild joys. So I was already doing it and stuff and I was literally going into the idea of going into a hardcore financial job because I was an accounting major, you know, and I was thinking like I'm going to hate my life. Like I can't do anything I want to do. I can't travel. I have 2 weeks off rest of my life whatever. So one thing I am passionate about is adventure. So I might as well create a company based around it. So that way I can truly do what I love every day. Um, it, was, it was hard to figure out a way to monetize it for sure. But like we're past it now. So thank God. I think before we uh, go any further down here, why don't you just take a second to explain what Wildjoy is to someone who's never heard of it? Yeah. So Wildjoy is a platform to empower people to find their Wildjoy through incredible experiences. Uh, our experiences are unique in that a lot of them are like do it yourself in that you're able to like follow one of our guides to go find like a ghost town, go to find like a gold mine, hot springs. Um, our, we work with local businesses around Arizona right now and we basically show our audience of over like 140,000 across like all of our platforms basically like what the heck there is to do in Arizona and only the cool stuff, only the hidden gem stuff. And through that we have like connected the locals to locals and especially in this time of the pandemic with being able to not really travel internationally or anything it's completely uh blown up because of that need for like true like you have, you have to make your life the fantasy because you're not be able to go anywhere else so you might as well make it fun here you know absolutely so why don't you explain like a, a little bit more in detail like how how would a customer interact with you not necessarily in a financial way but like once someone finds Wild Joy, like how do they interact with, with yeah, your company? Yeah, that makes total sense. So uh, I'm so excited to announce that our app is coming out in like about a, I want to say like a week and a half, the first version, which is so exciting. So a customer essentially will come into Wild Joy through probably our social channels. You'll probably find us on TikTok or on Instagram, 
showing off our adventures and cool experiences. And then you go to our website on our website and stuff. What we are working on developing that will be coming out soon as well is like basically a landing page that you're able to go to either like a booking space that you're able to book wild joy exclusive experiences, like stuff that we are putting on with our community. You'll be able to too go to like our blog, which is lots and lots of like detailed accounts that are like myself or other members of the joy club. That's what I call like our team and our community. Nice. Uh, and then three, like we have an entire apparel line. So that's essentially what you'll be able to do. And then when you're out and about on our adventures, you can use our wild joy app, which is called wild joy maps. And essentially it's all the stuff that we already talk about. It's on the app. And then all of like the events that are going on are on there too. So on your map, it's, is it going to be like a, like a geographical map? And then there's just like, they can click where they want to go. Is that, am I, do you want to see a sneak peek? You want to see, this is a first time, like, look, at are it. we getting a, are we getting an exclusive? Yeah. Let's see okay. it. Yeah. All right. So I just went into my thing and searched wild right now, guys, it hasn't been published yet. So like all the stuff you're seeing, the data has not been entered. So think about that, but like, okay, so you open it up and you immediately are able to go to like where you currently are. Um, if you go right here to categories, we have like all the basis stuff. So it's like accessible adventures, adventures, camping, day trips, hiking, local restaurants, unique dates, waterfalls. Think of stuff like that. Um, and then over here, it'll basically be a portal for all of like the wild exclusive stuff. So for example, we're at, with Candle Chemistry, which is like a local business here in Scottsdale. We're hosting like a BYOB candle making extravaganza, basically with social distancing in place and stuff. But all of our members of the Joy Club would be able to book exclusively through our platform for that kind of stuff. This could not have been easy to make. How <laughs> how long did it take you to build this app? <laughs> um, well, the story is actually really amazing. Um, I didn't build the app. It was actually a gift. It was a gift? Someone gifted you an app? I That's what I, uh, I'm so freaking blessed. So basically the story is <laughs> a year and a half ago when I graduated school, literally, the day I graduated, I decided I am full-time Wild Joy. I'm moving to Scottsdale. This is the place I'm going to start my business. I'm going to get a serving job, whatever. I scrapped together like a website. Like I thought I was be it would be okay for me to try to develop something. It didn't work. It crashed and burned up until like October probably of last year. So by about a year ago from this point. Um, and then I started hiring like a developer and stuff. It never got anywhere, literally, until I started posting on TikTok in January um, and really just starting reaching out to my community. So I built this in incredible really highly engaged audience in my audience is the wonderful who's now the cto of my team robert johnson who works at apple but he loved wild joy so huh. much that he built this app to be able to use it for his own personal adventures and to say that i i, I literally max i got home from my serving job that night it was 9 30 p.m i got a message on Facebook from Robert Johnson saying, Hey, I have no intentions to do anything with this app besides give it to you or use it for like my personal use, basically. Um, to say that my jaw dropped, I freaking like got him on the phone. We talked before midnight and stuff, had a whole meeting. Uh, and so that was kind of like the start of me realizing that the technology was finally going to be at the place that my audience needed. So that happened in, I feel like May maybe April, I don't know. And it's been a journey ever since. So I did not create the app, it was given to me. And now Robert works on our team. And I'm so blessed. Oh my gosh. So 
<laughs> it's crazy. I've never heard of anything like that happening. Uh, that's that's so wild. It's the power of wild um, joy. The bit that this business is so much beyond just a business. It's like a transformational like lifestyle brand. I'm never gonna forget. Like I was sitting in my kitchen the other like. Oh, I don't know, sometime six, seven months ago. And one of my friends was like watching a video on her phone and she's like, Hey, Max, like, look at this video. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Oh my God, that's Lacey. Oh my God, that's Wild Joy. And that's when I realized like you had some momentum behind what you were doing. It's crazy. I, it's, it's been so awesome watching you, watching you blow up. And the fact that one of the repercussions of that was the fact was you getting a free app. That's insane. That's that's so yeah. cool. Everything that's happened with Wild Joy has been our audience has emerged. Like my entire team is built out of Wild Joy lovers. I did not do any recruiting. It was all to us. It's mental the power of this like Arizona community. It's amazing. Let's let's take a, a few steps back before that moment. Like how did how did Wild Joy start? What was where did the idea come from? Like obviously I know some of the story, but I'd love to hear like I was even when we were when you were first starting out. I was watching from a distance, right? I was working on on my thing, and you yeah, were working right. on yours, and I was competing against you. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? Uh, t tell me the story from your perspective. So uh, Wild Joy started as basically like a school project, I would say, in the best terms. Um, I went into August of my senior year, so that was 2018, with the mindset of like my. It kind of actually goes back into high school. Like I had always wanted to go to U of A because of this entrepreneurship program. So I was always very dead set on like really taking it serious and stuff. So I went to the program in August with the mindset of building like a really good team that we could come up with something together. So I had four awesome teammates: Hannah, Yaya, Ishan, and Spencer, and. It was so incredible working with them. Like truly, to be honest, it was awesome. We had so many good times and we really, really started investigating like the idea, like how can we solve the problem of people being so unhappy? Now, obviously none of us on the team were medical students, anything like that, but we, we were all people that had lived through mental health struggles and we wanted to help people feel better. So took a lot of like meetings and deviations between different business ideas and stuff, but eventually, like we had come up with this like idea of like an event space kind of like look kind of like Groupon basically just for like overall all events or whatever and so like that was that was interesting but it was like already done and stuff so there wasn't really any uniqueness that would really drive that um and then i kind of like really started researching like okay none of the stuff i actually like to do because i am the adventure lover like i was all the basic stuff like all the basic stuff is already out there like there wasn't a space for stuff i actually really loved so we, so then i kind of pitched like deviating from the idea of just overall like events and stuff of this like wander hub event thing to like let's do unique like local hosted ideas basically and stuff so we kind of like started growing that by basically like probably second semester of school so it took half a year basically of like researching and going from so many different ideas so Denver definitely did not come quickly and it def it was definitely not obvious from the very beginning um and then I started like really, really like, I really wanted to take this, like, I really, really wanted to be able to call the full-time offer and stuff I had and say like, sorry, I can't come work for you. Like I want to, I want to do Wild Joy. It was not Wild Joy at the time. So like my heart was fully in it. Like I remember at the, like the, there was like some pitch competition, Rubber Max, I'm, I, I feel like we never won, we never won anything. It was so annoying. I, we were just so We hard. never did either. Oh, it was so annoying. <laughs> was so competitive. I wanted to win so bad, but we never won, which it's okay. Uh, but at the, I really realized we created this like immersive experience at this, like at the 
there was this big pitch whatever thing and it was like people throwing like splatter paints and stuff and it really just like started coming to me like it wasn't even about like the actual they were doing it's just about acting like a wild and free and like a child kind of again with like splattering paints thing in places and stuff and like just doing stuff because it's fun um and so so i was i went to disneyland and stuff after that thought of i just i i I don't i i thought of this like song I used to like called Jubal by Clangsay, put it on my phone or whatever. And this time I was really, really trying to find a name for Wild Joy, like really hard. Wanderhub was the thing we were currently on. When you're starting a business, you have to think of domains that are available for purchase. You can't just take a name that's already given or you're wasting your time. So really, really debating like what the name could be, but I really wanted to capture the essence of what it meant to be wild and free. So for me, Jubal in German means joy. And I just finished up an internship that past summer at Siemens working like as an accounting uh, intern. And so I was, I don't know, German just seemed to be like a second language to me at that moment and stuff. So to have an idea, like to have a song that was so deeply connected to when I was coming out of my own personal health, like depression period, to be able to like bring that to my business. So like wild joy, put it together. The domain was on sale for like $4,500. Like it was so much money, so much money at the time. Like I was like, no way, but okay, at least it's up for sale. <laughs> so then we just like really, I really, really just started working like seriously from March until the end of the year. And I called my full-time offer in March, said like, there was a lot of other like p- personal things going on at the time, but like I couldn't move to Texas. I was going to start Wild Joy. Um, and two of my teammates had awesome offers and stuff. So they decided to immediately like go do that and stuff. And Hannah and Yaya like, technically like launched wild joy with me in the very beginning but they both got awesome jobs too at like uh yeah i was working at microsoft and hannah's at i think it's shavaz i don't want to say that wrong but it's this awesome yeah, fashion yeah. label it's literally all of my team from this past year like literally they are all finding their wild joy essentially doing what they love to do and i decided to go i was actually with uh two of them on sunday oh awesome yeah i love that yeah yeah sorry keep going didn't mean to interrupt you no you know you're good they doing good yeah, they're doing good. They're they're awesome. I saw uh, Spencer and Ishan. Oh, awesome. That makes me happy. I love to yep, yep. hear everyone's happy and safe right now, especially in this time of such like craziness. So Absolutely. I totally cut off your uh, your momentum there, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Um but basically Wild Joy from that point I had I don't I didn't have a lot of money. Like I didn't have like I didn't I didn't have an investment. I didn't have all the investor stuff that you learned. In the, I learned in the program and stuff you really needed to like launch a company. All I had was the knowledge that like I could go move to Scottsdale, do what Mark Cuban said and get like a bartender serving job and then work my butt off. And then at nights work the serving job. And then eventually when the idea was in my head was like, well, eventually when a wild joy takes off, I'm able to like quit the serving job, which is what happened. It just took like a year and about a month to get there. It was like all my money. I lived like so frugally. It taught me a lot of discipline and it taught me a lot of like the hunger it feels to really want something more than anything. Um, And it didn't, I didn't be faced with the reality of having to monetize Wild Joy. Like I was focused so much until probably March on just building the audience and building all this momentum to, to, to have the proof to go to an investor or something to say like, hey, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that identify with the problem I'm solving with my business. Like this is, I had, I didn't have a team at this point. I had just, I had just invested in like 
the most awesome creative like direction with Logan and Jocelyn, who are my designers now on our team. But they had, I had basically seen like the need for our brand needed to improve. Like our logo that I had designed was awful. I am not like the most skilled ever. And part of realizing that Wild Joy had to be bigger than myself and I had to seek help. So like during the point when I was realizing I needed to monetize it, I hired Logan and Jocelyn to remake the Wild Joy logo and the entire brand aesthetic. And it changed everything. So in March, lost my serving job, the pandemic hit. Holy crap, like literally I was hiring my developer still at this Oof. point, part-time. He, I don't, I still, I literally don't think I got anything out of him, to be honest with you, that I was actually able to tangibly work with to make money off of. So I, and all my credit cards were maxed at this point because it was the middle of the pandemic. I had lost my job. It was like April. I had no, I had no choice but to make money in Wild Joy. It, so it was so scary. It? it was scary. <laughs> right. uh, well, I found my courage and I was literally listening to this. Wait a second. You found your courage after you maxed out your credit cards? <laughs> like the, the, the process of getting to where I had to say to my developer and stuff, like, like I had to have him stop working on what, like I had to basically, it was basically a moment of like a turning point of like, me evaluating everything I had done in the past was not working. And instead of having to try to keep this like horse going that wasn't actually working to literally just like cut ties, say all the money that I just wasted basically on all of this can't, 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 doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. I have to find a way to pay off this credit card stuff and to get myself out of this like literally black hole that I'm gonna like my business will go down. So one launched Wild Joy Store, which is an apparel line. And I did it with Logan and Jocelyn, our designers. So that was one way I got us out of that. Two, Wild Joy's videos bring thousands and thousands of people to every single business we, we plug and talk about and we show. That is worth a lot. So I had been struggling to get past the idea that in the middle of the pandemic, I'm trying to ask business owners for money. To me, it felt so selfish. It felt like, but I had no choice. I was running out of money. I had no, I had nothing. So basically Tempe Tourism, which is an organization in Tempe, they are like, a, I think they're a government organization. They found me on TikTok and they, and I pitched them for like a dollar, like a, a big dollar amount in my head at that point. And they said yes. And it was like a breath of freaking fresh air had emerged. Like I realized I had something and stuff. So I did an eight, eight video campaign for them and basically showing like what there is to do in Tempe with hidden gems and stuff to get people to go to Tempe and spend money because people were at this point scared at home doing that. And I, and I needed to show people could go find their wild joy in Tempe. Mission accomplished. I, I thought we were going to hit 300,000 views for like the campaign. We crushed it. We almost hit a million. Um, Jeez. So I, I really started feeling then like, holy crap, this isn't a hobby anymore. This isn't a black hole and stuff. So I like in that, in that combination and stuff. So I went, I didn't have any unemployment because they got all stalled up and stuff. So literally I was just all in. I went so hard and I got my, like I got my serving job back probably six weeks later because it like business had started up again and stuff a little bit at least. So I worked another six weeks of the serving job to like be able to get my feet back on. Um, oh yeah, I forgot one little piece. When I lost my serving job, I went and got a job at this coffee shop right next to my house. Okay. At the coffee shop job, people that were going through knew who I was from Wild Joy. That's wild. That's so that when, Oh yeah, that's the craziest part. I realized then that the community that I just thought were just numbers, no. 
they were very real people that were coming through and asking me for photos. They were FaceTiming their relatives, their friends, their family, people that knew who I was. They had, they showed me their memories and they were like, thank you so much for helping me have stuff to do with my boyfriend. All of our, this, this date we just had was the most incredible first date. And I would never have done that without you. Like that, that, that stuff brought me to my knees and just pure thankfulness and gratitude. And it empowered me that when I went back to that serving job and stuff, I knew what I had. So it was a matter of time. So all I needed to do was get more deals. So I did. So was the pivot like, when, when I think back to like where it was back when we were in school, it was like your, your idea was that people would pay these guides to like take them on these like adventures around whatever. It, it almost feels like you became the guide and the adventure was free and you would just show them on TikTok what to do instead. And is that, is that am I understanding correctly what happened? You're totally understanding the pivot. The pivot at the beginning, was because I don't have the I didn't have the technology to actually have a booking platform. I was it was like this that the idea was still valid and it's gonna like Wild Joy will be basically what the first version was. It will be in the future. It's just like I had to get the team together and the money together and the audience together before I was able to do it. So it was kind of like I was putting the horse before the whatever like the saying is. I was doing the wrong way first. So then I kind of like when I realized that like TikTok for me, I have always been a marketing person. I like like clearly I know like I like I love it. It's so fun. TikTok, Daniel Wall, who was actually in the program with I I know you know Daniel, he texted yeah. me in uh late December and it was right before the new year, and he's like, dude, get on TikTok, like get Wild on TikTok. And I was trying to like find my kahunas at this point to get on TikTok because it was like I have never like, been a social TikTok. media person, <laughs> never in my life. Uh, and so then I got on and I started just trying, just trying. Um, spent most of January, like not nothing really took off. Like I was trying to get my first like thousand followers or something. And I was really learning that like people were sharing on TikTok all these beautiful travel places, but they were like, they were like hiding the location or they were like, not telling you actually how to get there. So I dug into that niche and I said, okay, all these people are saying they're going to like, whatever the word is for like keeping it from other people. I'm actually going to invite you to do it in a way that is one accessible to everyone two encouraging leave, leave no trait ethics and other things to improve the environment when people are exploring. And three, just creating need for pe for reasons for people to get outside, go do stuff like, Obviously, when I say outside, it could be like in, in candle chemistry, but like just doing something that is in a world that wants us to be glued to our phones. It's incredible. Absolutely. When I think about you, like the first overwhelming like impression of you, like not just the first time I meet you, but the first thing I think of when I think of you is just like, you're such a fierce entrepreneur. Like you're, you're, you're the exact spirit of what people think of when they think of an entrepreneur, just like forcing things to happen. Like when we were in that program in, in uh, our senior year, when the when it was kind of at the end, we didn't all exactly understand what Wild Joy was, but I, the consensus was that just due to, due to your force of will, it would succeed and we knew it. <laughs> so my question is, what were you gonna do as an accountant? <laughs> I wanted to choose a major that would challenge me, to be honest with you, and I like pretty much aced accounting 200, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll be a great accountant. It'll be something I can't wait to learn about. I hardly passed accounting, hardly. Like, <laughs> by like point one, I was way over my head in it, but I wanted a challenge. So I did it, I passed, but my, my, my plan all along was just to launch a company, and I always like, 
I have crazy, I have crazy big dreams and I've, I've been, I've been fan, manifesting this since I've been a little kid. Um, and so I'm fierce. I am fierce. Um, and it's because one, I'm passionate as heck about this. How would you not be? It's empowering others to find their wild joy in a time that people need it so bad. It's, it's, it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do this for microchips or something that wasn't, uh, people oriented. Like I could, I, I would not be the fierce entrepreneur for something I wasn't passionate about. So that was the key Fair for enough. me. Fair enough. Um, do you think that, I mean, I, it almost feels like a no brainer, but what's the plan in terms of expanding into other markets? Like right now you're very Arizona focused, but knowing you, that's not going to be the long term. No. So right now the plan is, I was actually heavily inspired. I, I went with my advisor at the time, Catherine. Now she's on the team as operations. Like to say that is insane that my That's advisor wild. is now on the team. Like, Thank oh my wow. God. Um, but she took me right before the pandemic happened. She took me to this pitch competition that was at the Tempe Art Center. And it was companies way more successful than mine. Remember at this point, I was just starting to build my audience. I think I had just hit like 30,000. And it was, I was starting to get in my head that, whoa, this is actually going to happen. Like, and that's something that happens, I think, when you just like live in this imposter syndrome for so long, like I was doing until it actually worked. It was like, I didn't see how it could. And I was inspired by this company that started in New Mexico. And they were like, okay, we aced New Mexico. Our business works. We proved it. And these like different monetary, like income level, like markets throughout the state and stuff were able to, now they were looking for money and stuff to expand to other states. That's kind of similar how I see WildJoy going. WildJoy right now is we're getting all of our technology together, which is like critical. I've learned this now way too many times. Don't launch technology before you're ready for it because it's seriously just the worst thing ever when it doesn't work because no one gets more frustrated than your customers, your hosts, everyone. So right now in probably the next year and a half while the pandemic is still being kind of worked on and stuff, we are gonna dominate Arizona um, yesterday I worked with Arizona State Parks and stuff like we're just getting started there's a lot to do in Arizona but essentially the goal is is to get the basic structure down on our different ways of monetization and then from there we can hire and source we have people that have sent in applications for jobs in Delaware New York Connecticut Chicago like People want to start WildJoy in their city and stuff, and so. So they're going to be like you, right? They're going to be the the Lacey of of Delaware or wherever. I mean, right? that's that's what I hope everyone is. I hope everyone is the Lacey. I, I hope everyone's finding their WildJoy essentially. But I'm not. I'm not saying this is going to be like a. I like hire someone to franchise Chicago, more like utilizing and hiring people in these cities to basically enlighten the audience and kind of guide like the overall direction because it's really easy for me because I'm. I know Arizona like the back of my hand. I lived here my whole life. I love, I love it. I don't know every other state like this, but there's people out there that want to be part of an organization that are like myself, that are so invested. So, yeah, I'm freaking blessed. And we are, we also had um, Dean come along during this time too, and he he just did the like the streaming of the like the Democratic like National Convention and stuff. Like he is from Hollywood, like this big time like producer and stuff. He is now on our team too and like he's now working with me in like virtual events and stuff and with other like production opportunities and then he's another person just from our audience just loved wild joy that's so cool it's like you're just doing all the right things and the team is assembling because of that yeah so we had nine interns this past summer um 
from like UCLA, U of A, ASU, um, like Syracuse. We How did, I did it all virtually. Right now, it's like, it, I swear it changes because we have so many people coming in and out. I, I, I would like to say we're like, there's like six or seven like people that are like, I would say full timers. Um, and then in whenever I have interns, it adds about like between nine and 12 people. So right now, in this time of like me needing so much time focusing on getting these sales contracts in to get us get us like the number we need to be able to like really run a booking platform with the level of like client experience that we really want to give. Um, I just I need to take a break from interns because they, they are awesome and they bring so much value, but they take they, there's a lot of like work that comes with it. So we're gonna bring them on again mm-hmm. for like this semester. For, like there's a period of time between the fall and the spring periods of like school. So we're gonna hire people again for that. But we had 35 applicants for the first round of interns this past summer. We took on nine, it was nuts. What a, what do you imagine the threshold being before you're willing to expand into other markets? Like I know you said the technology is a big thing. Is it is it establishing that booking platform? Is that really what, what it is? Or is it some other metric that you're trying to hit before you're ready to expand? I would not say it's a hard metric. Um, I would say it's a matter of feeling the ability that we have aced it's some we have aced it like we have figured it out like you know when you kind of like it takes a while to get so like a kind of a tool down but once you do it you can kind of feel like you can ride it and maneuver it that's how yeah, i kind yeah. of see it is like we have when we when we have the ties to all the key organizations and it makes sense that we're able to then approach other large organizations that would make this process a lot easier for us in other states that's how i think we do it so booking platform is very key there needs to be a really, really smooth way for people that want to book a Wildre exclusive experience to be able to go onto our platforms and do that seamlessly. That's really key for me. Two, there needs to be a really, really like clear way of us like being able to bring the same experience to other places. Like I don't want to launch anything before if it's half-assed, basically. Yeah, it needs its own like business plan essentially, like a a, a guidebook. It's almost like you're franchising it, but you're not. Yeah, it just, it just like, it just takes a lot of research. Like I spent between, you know, I told you like business was like failing, failing, failing. And from like when I launched it, like right out of school to like October of whatever, like the, the year ago, um, I, that's when I had to hire like the developer and stuff. So in the meantime, while the developer was like working and stuff, I was not posting on Instagram, anything. I took a complete step back to be able to research Arizona and to be able to truly become the expert I am today. I thought I was an expert, really wasn't. I was an expert in Tucson. But now, uh, like I had, I spent about three, four months. So there's abilities for people on my team to do that and become experts in other places too. Do you feel like you, I know you mentioned that the team has really evolved as as this has grown. Do you feel like you as an entrepreneur have evolved? Do you, do you think that there's like been personal development in, involved in this as well? Oh yeah. Um, someone that has struggled with anxiety my whole life, uh, it's oh, yeah. really that's made this it, hard. <laughs> yeah it's a lot to go through the emotions of feeling like all the weight on the world is on your shoulders but also knowing that you're the one putting the weight on your shoulders like that it's that feeling um so i dealt with a lot of growth when it came to one leadership i thought i was a good leader um yeah, I thought I really was. And I, I launched Wild Joy and I had my first interns last summer and stuff, like the summer before. And it just completely devastated me. And it really wasn't the 
because I really felt like because my because my wild drink really wasn't ready to have anyone else on the team. Like I was still working through the basis like of what our problem solution really was. I just felt like I was the worst ever, <laughs> to be honest. Like like I I was the worst ever. So I had to like grow into my strength of being able to like fire people to being able to grow into my strength to recruit people to say what I actually wanted versus like what people like trying to make, keep the peace. That was something that was really, really like strongly like forced upon all of our groups in McGuire was that this idea of like there need it's a, it's a project. There needs to be peace. There needs to be blah, blah, blah. The reality is though, it's not always like that, you know? And I had to really learn that it was okay to, as a woman, it wasn't like rude or like over, it wasn't, it wasn't too fierce of me to do that. So I had like a, someone that was like working um, at a large like travel company and stuff like approach Wild Joy I, in the time of me researching and building. And she wanted to take a large portion and stuff of the company, you know, in exchange for like coming on and like, there were things like that that came up that would have been a really easy thing for me to like kind of give up the the weight on my shoulders I felt. And I'm really happy I, I did not go through with any of those things because I kind of like grew as a leader and being able to, through, growing my audience and stuff, I was able to feel the confidence behind it because I had all these people that had their stories that were empowering me. Um, so that basically in, in, in caused me to learn that I can't be constantly p pushing myself. Like I have to be pulled by something. So that's something that really, I really, really take pride in as entrepreneurs now is that I don't focus on like how I'm personally feeling. Like I'm focusing on like the overall mission of letting it pull me forward. Does that make sense? That does. It's actually inspirational to hear you say that. Do you feel like you've uh, overcome that uh, leadership inadequacy in general, or do you think it's still, think it's still something you're working on? I have so much to learn still, but I don't. But I don't see it as an all-or-nothing thing anymore. That was something I really, really had, and I'm still working through the idea of like I'm the worst leader. I'm the best leader. That kind of attitude is just like not helpful to anyone. It's really not. Um, because yeah. what I've yeah. really learned is that every single day communication is the biggest, biggest way to help your organization do better. I struggle when I am feeling anxious about something. I will literally just ignore or not respond. Like it is almost like the, the price of the decision itself will drive me over the edge. So like that's something I've had to overcome as a leader is like, even when I am feeling all of these ways, I have to allow them as thoughts just to bounce off my head, acknowledge them, and then place them somewhere else. And not allowing them to dominate how I am then communicating the rest of my team who knows nothing about what I'm personally going through. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Gotta gotta keep that keep that in check for sure. Um, what mistakes do you think that you've made along the way? And you mentioned some stuff about like, you know, early development, but I kind of mean more in the sense of decisions you've made as as like an entrepreneur or a leader less about like le little tactical mistakes but more like big picture mistakes i guess um i would god the first yaya and i so she and i were like really trying to make it work like us working together in the very beginning and stuff and so she and i launched our first version of the website together um and i had taken no accountability at, until that launch point when the website crashed and it went down and everything sucked for two days, like literally 48 hours, everything was crashed. Of the, uh, I was literally like hoping it would all work out if I just like 
if I tried my best, like it would work. People would definitely buy. Like it was going to be a slam dunk. Like I'm going to hit 500k before like six months. Like Yaya has like experience and all this stuff. Like I can trust her. Like that entire like Yaya and I were both just right out of college, had no real world experience. Like why would why would I as an entrepreneur think that was like the best idea? I look back on um, not even like double checking things, not even doing that. Like I remember going the night before the launch realizing like I had treated this like a school project I procrastinated on and because I was earning enough money through my serving job and stuff it wasn't life or death it was just my first best attempt and people were going to have to deal with it um, and I thought people would have to deal with it and they would buy still not true <laughs> do you think that the the fact that you did lose that serving job and that safety net was taken away is that do you do you think that's a direct cause of the success that you didn't end up having? Yeah, uh, I think I was always going to get here. Um, I no and no 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 thought came in my brain this entire like time of like I'm going to give up now. It's the time I'm going to stop. No, like the serving job thing was literally just like okay, this developer thing's not working out. Um, my TikTok thing, I finally have enough followers where I think that I could reasonably feel like comfortable in my head, like pitching a company and seeing what happened. And then the, just like the realization that like the world might not, I might not ever get my serving job back. Like I was doing Postmates, I was doing all these other things and I was just like, oh, this is so, so annoying. Only making like $15 an hour for like working so hard. It feels like when I could be like focusing on wild joy. And then I realized like, okay, how much can I make per hour? Like, what is a package I could create? What is a service I could do? And then that's kind of the start of the wild joy effect. That's what I call it. Like the transformational experience that are the businesses and cities that we touch. It's like the wild joy effect. It's nuts. What, what do you mean? I, I, what do you mean the transformational effect on the businesses that you touch? Just like increased foot traffic or like, what, what do you mean? They see like, for example, Mochi Fresh, which is a organization in Tempe, he's it's owned by a single owner named AB. He's awesome. He is of like one of the fourteen boba shops in like the area. He's the only one that actually does them by hand. He is so unique and stuff. I published a video. This is part of like the Tempe Tourism contract. He got picked up by like three nationwide like foodie kind of like channels after I posted and stuff and after I shared um, that his business is three times what it was before like and I, and I just I just coincidentally stepped foot in his door and I thought like oh I've never seen a shop that specializes in like homemade like mochi like this is so cool so like his business to this day like he has a wild joy sticker on his door and stuff but like it will never be the same because of the amount of people that have now like know Mochi Fresh by by just ear, like people in Gilbert. Oh yeah, Mochi Fresh, Tempe, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. That would just never have happened with like a Yelp campaign or like a Facebook ad. Like because of my authentic, and, in, I, I, and I'm, I'm just the face of this, so like essentially, so I, I try to make it so like anyone can put themselves in my shoes. But like, it's the authentic approach of like, I'm not being paid by this business to endorse it. I'm just sharing like an experience that you can do that's really fun and you'll feel good after doing. Is that why you said you kind of felt guilty when you were starting to ask for money? Yeah, because I was taking businesses that were suffering horribly in COVID 
and I just wanted to help them without taking the profits. But unfortunately, when I'm bringing in, like I'm tripling a business's revenue, kind of makes sense for Wilder to have a piece of the pie. Is it really tripling? Is it like, is that, a, is that an exaggeration? Or are you actually doing that level of impact? Oh, I'm not exaggerating at all. Candle Chemistry, the Scottsdale business, they were super struggling. Now they're opening a second location, at least tripling. I have several clients that have said at least tripling. Do you see a parallel between what you're doing in influencer marketing? Yeah, sure. And in a way that I am technically, like people, people, some business and stuff see Wild as an influencer, as like me as an influencer or whatever. But it's like more than that because it's an entire movement. And it's because of our name, Wild Joy. And it's the feeling behind it. And that's what makes it different than working with just an influencer. And it's that our audience is 98% like here in Arizona and like, 40 like 40 percent or 18 at 25 like that's like the like kind of like my age group in college and then you have like 40 percent of our audience is the age above that so we have like young parents we have like people that are earning like real it's nuts that our audience is so diverse too so it really really helps us with getting like these like super targeted segmented audiences and it and it beats just having like I would say like even just like a food influencer or someone that really is niche because this is so much more than that. It's showing that a lifestyle is diverse and you can have a lot of it, a lot of things and you can find your wild joy in all of them. And that's what makes it so valuable to brands. So cool. Uh, <laughs> I have a few kind of rapid fire questions for you. You can take as much time as you want, but they're, they're rapid fire in the sense that they don't really connect to each other. Okay. Um, so first of all, what advice would you give to a younger entrepreneur who wants to start something um, maybe not like Wild Joy, but just wants to start a company, has that drive that you did when you were a kid and you know you wanted, you always wanted to do something on your own. Um, always, always, always be questioning uh, things around you. Why are they the way they are? Could you think of something in a more like an elevated sense? Could you find a way to take your personal experiences and elevating them to something that anyone else can have? A piece of advice I would give myself year and a half ago is like just keep going part of part of the journey is the stumbling you learn so much and if you're not failing you're not trying to be honest so get yourself out there and try because the worst thing that happens is you're where you were which is at least not backwards <laughs> i love that where do you see wild joy going in the next 10 years i see it being acquired for a lot of money within five years wow okay I see myself staying on with Wild Joy for probably like at least like a few years of that 10 at least. But I have I have big dreams to launch Wild Hope, which is an, or a nonprofit stemming from Wild Joy that empowers um, women in low income, poverty level conditions to learn the technical technical skills to be able to like work for Wild Joy or work for other organizations. So I really hope to get in the nonprofit space and to really use my platform that I had built at this point and the money that I make from Wild Joy to build what I want to do to empower women like myself that haven't been like blessed with like a college education and stuff that I feel so fortunate to have. That's actually my next question. Do you feel like your college education sets you up to succeed here? I think that the discipline of it, yes. Uh, the connections, yes. The network for me. I learned so much through the diversity of everyone I met at U of A. That was everything. I. I, as I said in the beginning, like my like even my team that I worked on with like the Wild Joy, I would say Wild Joy project more than a business and school and stuff. Like we all had different perspectives on like just what makes like what what drives people, 
And I think that's only something I would have learned in college because if I had stayed in my bubble from post high school, I don't think I would have elevated ever to thinking of like that I would want to do something to build a brand, to empower people. Like it just seems too selfless. What books, mentors, podcasts do you listen to or read or, or whatever the equivalent is for a mentor um, that have inspired you or given you a lot of information that's been useful? Oh man, I went to Barcelona for like a study abroad thing right before my junior year of college and I read a book like in Barcelona I didn't have a phone because excuse me, I didn't have any cellular or anything. So I couldn't be on my phone. So I had to read a book. So every day and then the train I'd read a book. It's called like The Power of Broke. It was by Damon John from Shark Tank and stuff. It's a cool book. But to me, I always knew that I was going to have to do this with literally no money. Like I I don't have like my my parents aren't going to do anything. Like I didn't have any crazy investor aunts or it wasn't my dream ever either to do that. And so I always thought like, okay, how can I be broke and be successful? So that book was everything to me. I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf over there. Um, and then the seven habits of effective, whatever that's been critical. My dad, uh, loves that book and he's had me reading that since I was a kid. And then probably, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's like rich dad, poor dad. Um, love that. And what do I listen to? For fun, I listen to Impulsive, which is like Logan Paul's podcast. He does like a lot of like pop culture um, stuff, talking about like different trends. He brings on a lot of different like uh, artists, excuse me, yes, uh, people that are very, very interesting to me. Um, they talk about business a lot. They talk about like culture. They talk about social media trends, which I'm very into. Um, and then I listen to uh, wake up with Wesley, which is like a mental health kind of like spiritual based kind of podcast. So that's basically what I'm into. Nice. Do you feel like you have a good, this is a weird question for your business specifically, but do you feel like you have a good work-life balance? Is that um, even a real thing with wild joy? <laughs> I'm getting, I am on my journey. So to say that I think I almost killed myself doing this, like just by working so hard, I think I literally got to that point. Um, I had a mental health probably just breakdown in August of just like, oh my God, it was so incredible. All the amazing things were happening and the fact that I was able to quit my serving job, all this amazingness, but I felt so empty inside because I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating. And so I've been a, slowly trying to transition my life from this like all or nothing mentality to this like lifestyle of like balance and not being a slave to my audience and not letting hate comments dictate my life like things like that um I, i'm working on it i'm working on it for sure and i also comments? i was also hard because i was broke i was i i i still am i still am like i i i'm, I'm still bootstrapping wild joy so like i would say i'm living on an elevated ramen diet now <laughs> um but like <laughs> when i was on the ramen diet uh I didn't have money to go do things with friends besides my like hikes and stuff that I was writing for wild joy. But like, there's only so much people want to do for that. So mm -hmm. I kind of felt myself isolating myself because I didn't have money to go to the bars anymore. I didn't drink anymore. Wasn't into it. So that's something I've been working on. It's just like creating time that is like offline that I'm not recording. Cause I feel like my life is daily vlogging because I'm always on camera. Why didn't you ever decide to go for, for funding? because you didn't want to give up equity? Sarah, Sarah, yeah, I won. I think, I always think I can do this myself. Like I, and I, I am really happy I have now a year and a half later, thank God. But like, I always had this like dream in my head of not being like a slave to a 
like someone that has a lot of money out there that's going to dictate what Wildray is when I was still in a period of discovering what Wildray really could be. And I, and I needed mm-hmm. the, I needed the, I needed the no, no pressure. I needed the aspect of like, no, like you need to make this work right now. Like my life, it wasn't working before. And I needed, I needed the freedom, which I did have because I owned Wildray hundred percent to not post anything for months while I was researching and taking the time to do things. And Catherine, I was, was my, was my advisor this entire time and stuff. And she, we have weekly meetings and stuff. So she never, she, she was always trying to like help me position stuff for it. And we were talking pitch competitions, but in the back of my head, I had this like dream that I could make our social media channels with brand deals, monetize wild joy. So I don't need an investor, which I'm very much on my way to that. So. I'm excited for it. You think you're gonna? You think you're gonna stay completely bootstrapped for for the whole journey? I would love that. <laughs> I would <Okay>. love it. <laughs> um, I would say that if a like a amazing amazing corporation like Airbnb or Expedia or someone that wanted to come in on bringing their assets to the Wildray world essentially, and then me like obviously I still own a majority or whatever with people that will own equity at that time. But I would, I would definitely split for that point. But I'm not looking for at this point like a single angel investor throwing in $200,000 for a 48% equity stake with 10% coming back yearly. Like I'm just kidding around. Um, I always thought I always that, that would be that would have been a dream, but it honestly would have killed me. I'm very much a believer like in God, and I believe that He would only give me the money when I needed it and when I really did need it. And that's literally my life right now is I give thanks to God to for it because I couldn't dream it up. Do uh, if you could add any CEO to your board of advisors, who would it be? Or uh, anyone in general? Sarah from Spanx. Sarah from Spanx, why? She is the most badass women woman entrepreneur ever. Or Jessica Alba, the the owner of Honest Honest Beauty, um, and like Honest Products and stuff. Both both women have like captured what I believe that I will be in like the future of being able to help people one build their own businesses. Like I I hope I can't wait to do that. Like I can't wait to help people do this because I always have I've always feel like I've had I've had a gift for that. I've always held up, help people with resumes, their interview stuff. Like I only imagine that how it'd be one day when I'm helping people do that. And both of those women do that through their businesses. And they have awesome, like, like Sarah Barkley, she, um, hundred percent funded her own company. It's over a billion dollars and stuff now, but she did never took investor money. And that's very attractive to me. Wow. Yeah. Get so I probably have her. She's so cool. Lacey, this has been awesome. Um, you're an absolute inspiration, uh, both as an entrepreneur and as a person. Uh, thank you so much. What? Uh, where can people find you where, if they want to be a part of WildJoy? Yeah, join the WildJoy world. We're a lot of fun. Uh, you can find us like on any social platform at WildJoy Experiences, or you can go to our website, wildjoy.com. And our brand new app will be out soon. You can find it on the App Store. It'll be only for iOS, so for iPhones for this first round. Um, but that'll be launched and announced through our website and our social channels. So on the App Store, it will be WildJoy Maps. So, Max, thank you for having me. It was so fun talking about everything since, like, it's been a year and a half of, like, full-on speed ahead. So, I'm so happy you're well, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been awesome watching you you kill it. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah. Thank you.